Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. gentlemen welcome to another hey how you doing that's right we're here live welcome to another edition of weekly games chat of course you already know this this is the greatest podcast in the world as it pertains to video games and whatnot this is episode 343 once again uh, and my name is sean i do not do this alone i would be i probably just okay at it if that was the case I have two people I love dearly. We will now say hello to them and welcome them to this fine episode. Uh, first off, you know him. He he used to wear shirts that were ironed and buttoned. This week, he's got the scotch out again. He says it makes for a better show. We don't know. Uh, but if you if you see us on Twitch, you may get a, a shot at a shirt he has on underneath, which is which is kind of cool. I got to be honest, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I'm speaking about John. John, how you doing, buddy? Put that in your smipe and poke it. <laughs> what ha- John's already hammered. I just uh, I just noticed on the Twitch screen. Yeah, you you rotate out all the controllers. That's really neat. I like that. It's like the Switch. Then there's the Xbox. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, right? A little production. Yeah. And I've only had one. I've only had one. <laughs> what he's talking about, and when he says you do this, it's not me. Uh, we have a tech guy. Uh, we have a uh, super. On top production guy, we have the main tinker in himself. I'm of course talking about my buddy Chris. Love you, Chris. How you doing, man? Chris. I'm doing good. I'm wondering if John has yet to realize we changed the background while he was gone. Yes, you were. <laughs> I can confirm you were away last week for some reason. I think during maybe a potty break, mm-hmm. and uh, John was like, "Yo." <laughs> it sounded just like him. Perfect, John. I just did. You just don't know. Yo, what. yo, that's pretty good. <laughs> We're all in good spirits. Uh, we hope you are too. Once again, thank you for joining us. I do want to thank you and remind you that we are, we do record live on twitch.tv like we're doing right now. Uh, if you haven't and you don't quite know what Twitch is, it, listen, you can watch us on your phone, uh, your tablet, your your computer, laptop, whatever you want to do. It's super easy. It's super free. And you kind of get the, the behind the scenes of the show. Uh, and, and guess what? It doesn't stop there. Chris and I have our own channels as well. And we both have been kind of streaming recently. We both may be picking that up more often than not. Where's my if channel? You, if you want to see John Twitch. You're welcome. Why do you got why do you guys get a channel and I don't get a channel? You literally have uh, the freedom to go to twitch.tv and create your own. 
That's you right. need to set that up for me. <laughs> you have to pay me. But, but uh, we we appreciate you guys that join in on here, and uh, and also when you when you tune in to our personal channels and, and see us play video games and be kind of okay at them. Uh, so yeah, there's that, boys. It is officially Super Bowl week. Okay, it is. It's. I don't know if we can say. Can we? Can we even? I remember at one point, all like the major radio stations, you cannot say that word. You can't say Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like trademarked. They call it the big game, bro. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I didn't uh, know Chris. That. Yeah, I remember them getting kind of weird about that. But but I want Chris now to highlight. I think it was you, right, Chris, who brought up a little nugget about a simulation and who's going to win. Oh, yeah. And um, it's tied into video games, I think, right? Yeah, Madden does it every year. They simulate. And really, up until the last couple of years, like if you went back to, like they even got a perfect score whenever the Patriots came back and beat the Seahawks back in like 2015, I think it was, or wherever it was. Um, They were really accurate at picking winners, but um, it's kind of been up and down here lately. But according to their simulation this year, we will have an upset and the Bengals will beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-21. That's a field goal. That's three points right there. Yes. Uh, I believe, unless the odds have changed, I think Vegas, right? Because Vegas has the odds, right? So if you're looking for odds, go to Vegas. I think they had the Rams around that three-point-ish margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, if you don't know it, uh, the Super Bowl is in their home stadium. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I don't remember that happening too, too often, but it does happen. Only one hour time, and it was last year. When the Buccaneers yep. hosted it in the land of the Buccaneers, that is Tampa Bay. So that's pretty cool. Now it's happened back-to-back. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, these are two really good teams. They peaked at the right time, as the sports guys say it. Uh, they took care of business, and now they find themselves Ow. See, that's why I don't play football. I'm a man, and I hit my ear my my ear on a on a microphone, and I go, "Ow, you bruise like a peach." That's right. Wait, what? Peaches are delicious, by the way. I can't wait for summer. Totally random right now. Chris and I believe you was it Chris more than you? <clears throat> so we have a restaurant locally, and if you listen and you have one, you're like, "No crap, Sean." A Chick Fil A, right? You got to remember, we, we're worldwide, baby. We have, people may not have Chick Fil A's. But they have a peach milkshake mm-hmm. in the summer. Which one are you drinking? Am I completely wrong? I think it might be John. I never was big on that one. I like the uh, totally pep- not John either because he's dead silent right now. <laughs> I, I do the peppermint one whenever he gets you to do the, the peppermint. So maybe it mm-hmm. wasn't you guys, but regardless, that talking Chick-fil-A? about peaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I I I murder the peach milkshake. It's delicious. The little peach chunks come up the straw. Almost choke you, but they're delicious. I like a good chunk. Really it's good. nice. It's nice. Well, we do have some video game news. Uh, and I bring this up because hopefully we can maybe reminisce. Uh, and Chris, you 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 did this today personally, but hopefully you can touch on it again. Uh, we had a new MMO launch today. We're gonna call it new. It's not really new. It's been over in Korea already uh but if you if you pre-ordered a founders edition there were multiple editions uh the mmo lost ark came out today and chris got to witness myself and our good friend mike attempt 
to at because the game was going to be ready to play pre-order you get it three days early on noon eastern and it was deep what would you classify that debacle today a semi-debacle because it was only a few hours it wasn't it really uh are we blaming it on the you know the developers or anything or do you think more it's a server thing it's just a server thing you all of a sudden have something new and it and if i recall Recall the big thing was that you all had to get an update and it released right at launch. So everyone in the world or everyone in the United States who's trying to get this game uh, to play it is, you know, clicking on it at the same time, trying to refresh. And sometimes that really overloads uh, Steam servers. And yeah, you know, you have like protocol for this because you want to make sure you're not being like DDoS attacked and all this other technical stuff and jargon so see john a ddo ddos attack is yeah. uh but yeah can you and you briefly highlighted what do you think has been your worst launch day one type debacle or debauchery or whatever you want to call it i think it's a tie between diablo 3 and sim city um just because both those games even though predominantly you could play offline <laughs> you didn't have to play with our people they required you to be online and their servers were not in any way ready for that capacity of uh, people coming in to check out their games. Uh, and then like, I mean, it was, I felt it was like almost a week before Diablo three was playable and Sim city struggled until pretty much everyone moved on from it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 w- I was kind of enjoying like, cause I almost don't want it to be smooth so I can create a memory. I know that may sound, weird uh and i thought about you john i don't know if it's because the game comes out on the day we record the show for the week or whatever but have you ever been so excited that you you played a game on launch day that required either some update or some access and you just couldn't do it or does nothing come to mind for you really because i i know for a while you weren't like an online guy you were console game guy and i don't remember those games really having problems a game that required an update on launch day that prevented me from playing it. Is that what you're asking me? Ish. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Yeah. Does anything stick out? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, are we uh, still talking about games? Um, mm, mm, massively glitchy. No, not really. Not that yeah. I can think of. I bet there's something. Well, but... I I, you know why? I don't know. Because, because I, I was not making fun of you in any way. Because uh, we used to not have online to worry about, right? Games had to ship ready, and we got what they got. Uh, I guess and- I guess Unity kind of was a problem, but <laughs> you know, if I'm being fair, that's Assassin's Creed Unity, Sean. Oh, Hi. thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm being fair, it 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 nothing 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 prevented me from playing it. It was just kind of entertaining. I mean, Chris will remember, and he's had this glitch. Where you're sort of bicycling in midair, that kind of crap. Yeah, that was really fun. Stuff <laughs> happening in real time. Just, but I never got those classic. If you go online and you see um, people's, if you see a gl- Assassin's Creed Unity glitches, you'll immediately see these people with no face, just eyes and lips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that never happened to me. That that glitch never happened to me. I wish it. I had. Re- I, I don't know if this was a glitch or if it was a system. Uh, something that stuck out to me was, uh, I believe it was Grand Theft Auto 4. So Xbox 360, mm-hmm. Red Rings of Death situation. 
that game red ring to death my xbox so that not only did i not get to play the game which game i think it was grand theft auto four four yeah huh. that was about yeah. that did time you period. did you know xbox is selling posters that have the red ring of death on it talking about conspiracies right mm-hmm. i mean or, or great idea it's really good idea, unless I mean, but yeah, if it's coming from an honest place, but if they're like, Haha, remember that time we red ringed on those Xboxes? So we, but they fixed them for free most of the time. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, big reminder on a week like this uh, if you are in a relationship and you celebrate Valentine's Day, don't forget about it. Uh, turns out you won't hear from us before it's Valentine's Day, which is Monday. And of course, that's February 14th. John, Chris, do you guys have any plans? I don't make assumptions, even though you may or may not be in a relationship, bro. Me and Penny are going to go down to Waffle House and have that candlelight dinner that they offer. You could take her to Starbucks and they give her a puppy. Uh, I forget the term, but they give her a, a, basically just whipped cream or something to that effect. And the dogs destroy it. Puppuccino. Puppuccino. That's what it's called. It's free 99, bro. It's nice, but John, are you gonna do the flowers and you know, do you do any of that stuff? I don't I don't mean to put you on blast if you don't. Everybody has their own thing. Uh you know. We kind of do it the old people way. Wait a minute. What? But uh we'll we say, you know, let's just wait till next weekend where no one is out celebrating. That's it's not a bad idea. That's pretty smart. You know, but um <laughs> it's funny, my brother, uh Sean, did you know I had a brother? You have a you have a brother? <laughs> He's 18 months older than me. He's what? Uh, you have an older brother? <laughs> oh yeah. He uh about maybe first year of his marriage to to Jennifer, his his wife, Jennifer said, "What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing for Valentine's Day?" And f- with a straight face, he says, "I'm not Catholic." Because mm. because it's Saint yeah. Valentine's, bro. I, I got it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I uh she didn't she didn't laugh. Yeah, she's <laughs> she didn't like think it was, what? She didn't think it was very funny. <laughs> uh, and I have a friend I was talking to today, um, uh, as a matter of fact. And I I gotta remember sometimes people don't do things. Some people don't like I, I still I don't believe this. I had the same friend who convinces me that that his girl wouldn't like a nice card or some flowers. And I go, if yeah, you should. all right, maybe not marketed around Valentine's Day, but if you show an act of appreciation, uh, a token of appreciation to your person you love, I'm sure they will like it. I can't do uh, flowers. You can't we do have, them? Or are you allergic to them? <laughs> no, it's no, not not really. It's just uh, because we have so many, <laughs> we have cats in the house and they just, they'll get them. They just go after those things. And yeah. some of them are toxic. And Clarissa said, don't get me flowers. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. They're very expensive. Uh, Bobby Joe found out how much flowers cost, like when you get flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many years ago, when we, her and I first started, I, I don't do the traditional roses on Valentine's Day. Because uh, I at that time, I got roses for our anniversary. And I think I got roses maybe the first year. Uh, but then we had our anniversary and I got roses again and I thought, I don't want to keep buying roses. So I switched it and she gets tulips on Valentine's day. And then, and then she found out they're very expensive, just like roses. So we found a, we got a local grocery store, believe it or not, that sells them in the bushels. 
Like a good bushel. Love a good bushel. Love a good bushel. And and I get them from there. So it's going to be great. But I ordered her this thing. She goes, hey, I want this purse. And which is good because a uh, quick little story. Your boy one time when he thought he could buy purses for a girl, totally found a purse that was like, this is the purse for her, bro. I'm thinking the whole time it's a black purse with polka dots. It's It's perfect, right? I get it, and she opens it, and she goes, oh, cool. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what did I do? I go, it's, you said you wanted a black person. She goes, babe, it's not black. Apparently, I had went kind of colorblind, and it was more of a dark blue purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, switching over to PSA time. I saw this today, and I thought of people. John, I think you're good. Um, but Hyundai and Kia, that's car makers, they're telling people. Owners of almost 500,000 cars and SUVs. If you're in the uh, UK, you're good. This is for the United States only. To park outside and away from buildings. As there's a possible defect that can cause your vehicle to spontaneously catch fire, even when not running. So if you're an owner of a Hyundai or Kia, I have no years Model numbers, check it out. I do not want your car to blow up. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Yeah. Now you're going, oh, sh-. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely going, oh, sh-. it's probably, it's probably fine. It's probably uh, fine. <laughs> you guys always have some cool shows, and I know we're getting a little long winded on this intro. I finished Ozark season four, part one. Uh, do you guys have anything you recently finished? Uh, I can't wait for part two to come out, obviously, but. Anything you want to chime in on there? I'm caught up on Boba Fett now. Um, like it for the most part. Yeah, um, it kind of picked up when it wasn't all about Boba Fett, huh? Well, it was like, I actually liked, I found myself, I liked the first part of it more. Of I liked it. I mean, like, because it was kind of like a Western of thing. Um, of course it was. Yeah, it's like, I'm wondering, you know, the finale... <laughs> The finales this week, I'm like, I wonder if there's going to be a special guest appearance from Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett for the finale. That would be interesting. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't uh, understand. I mean, I'm on board for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand what they're doing. I, I don't. Seth, are you, know. Have you been watching it? Yeah. I, I don't understand what the last two episodes. I mean, I get it. Mm. But it's not like they could have. It's not like they could have known that the show people weren't liking the show or whatever. I mean, I think most people do. But. It's like, no, 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 we, they're not really digging this. We got to get the Mandalorian in. Oh, wait, did I spoil it? Nope, nope, no spoilers here. Uh, it's fine. John didn't just say that. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, because this is already, this would have already have been done. Anything that happened in these previous episodes, mm-hmm. it would have already been done. So who knows? Who knows? I am watching a show called, um, I don't know, Chris has probably seen it because Chris watches TV, um, Raised by Wolves. I haven't finished I it. I saw that. Yes, I have yeah. watched some of it. Yeah, I, there's like there are two episodes into the second season and man that show's pretentious. Oh, well, it's really oh Scott. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, I guess <laughs> but I've never known his stuff to be too too pretentious. Uh but speaking of Ridley Scott, I managed to watch The Last Duel. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That was quite good. I was very impressed with that. Um, is that the one with Tom Cruise? No, no that's the Last Samurai. This is uh, <laughs> the one. 
This is uh, Matt Damon and uh, what is, oh yes, yeah, when I said Tom Cruise, I was seeing Matt Damon. Yes, Am Driver, yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked the end of it a lot. You know, the actual duel that was that was that was like ah oh, yes, Ridley Scott, you know how to do action very very well violent action <laughs> yeah that's pretty brutal yeah <clears throat> I, I don't want to say much chris but speaking of action uh you're currently you but you're playing a game it may or may not be a topic here one day uh but What's that game playing? uh I'm playing seafood yeah yeah he's playing saifu seafood seafood yeah yeah it's pretty it looks pretty awesome uh do you look me- as do you look as old as you look on on Today. i try to avoid it <laughs> i try to dude he young. looks he doesn't look he looks fine everything's fine <laughs> everything's fine everything's fine um it's there fine we go. it's fine it's fine there we go uh i just got a pop-up sorry i look distracted but my steam just told me my friend uh mike was playing lost ark which is shocking hilarious shocking yeah he was he was a he was hype. He was gassing everybody up to play this. He's gonna say he didn't, but he is. Well, is that the is that the, the is that the MMO y'all were talking about? Yeah, that's it. But uh, if you guys don't have anything else, this has been a, a wonderful I, intro. But I if you have do have something, um, I, I don't hear you. You're like, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, Oscar nominees are out, and Boo! <laughs> of course, in the lead up to that, I start watching things. You know just to see what's there. Cause it's like, it's just a good list, right. To kind of start off. And um, I think I saw my big surprise, like, Oh wow. I really like that movie, which was uh Belfast. Uh, it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. Um, and it's pretty much from listening to him in interviews, a autobiographical thing of his childhood, which did not know this. He's originally from Belfast, Ireland. And, Makes uh, sense since he named his movie Belfast. Yeah. Who the hell is Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> I have no Branagh. idea. He's name dropping. Uh, uh, that would be uh, Gilroy Lockhart from yeah, Harry Potter. Gilderoy. Gilderoy. Gilderoy, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's um, not what but it yeah. is. It's, and that's the name. It's, uh, I think it's probably the best movie I've seen this year by far. And um, well, from last year. And if you want something very personal, not too long, and. Um, Highlights probably something that a lot of us over here don't know much about, which is the don't troubles. Don't know much about Oscar nods. What? Uh, which is primarily about the troubles, or I should say, the start of it, um, over in Ireland. Then uh, maybe give it a, a watch because I think it's really, really, really good. But yeah. Oh, and Pam and Tommy. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Mainly yeah, because. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Chris, every year when it comes to the Oscars, he likes to make sure that he sees all of the Oscar nominated it's best picture, best yeah. picture nominated movies so that he can never feel like he's left out of the conversation. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So he can do his uh, it's, blog it's, about it's a It's a security blanket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I like didn't that. you guys, Chris, didn't you guys used to do this? Um, this thing at work where you kind of did a whole guess whoever got the most predictions yeah. correct yeah. one yeah. one yeah. something like pride we would, i guess <laughs> no we would do like a pot you know we do like a 20 dollar entry and what, what was in the pot 20 dollars 20 dollars so, worth of pot well 
twenty dollars of the cannabis per person. What is twenty bucks worth of pot? Uh, that's we're not gonna do that, are we? Because kids about five good oh. mints. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> couple of tokes. A couple of tokes. Hey, can we get a? Uh, does anybody have? Never mind. It's fine. We're good. Yeah. Uh, just do it, man. Topic time. 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 <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, not to the beginning of the show. No, we have made it to the topic time land. Yes, whether or not you listen through the entire intro or if you just tuned to right here because you saw the time marker in our description. Thank you. Uh, and so now I usually shut up and let Chris do the proper introduction of said topic. Chris? Yeah. The topic is... Nobody saves the world. Yeah. What's up? I, I'm looking at footage of this already, and I don't understand why I'm not playing this. I, I, it's like, hello, hello, link to the past. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris what was on this. Uh, we're going to get a little excited, but we're going to come back. We're going to recenter. But yeah, oh, Chris was on great. this from the jump and Chris does this thing that he does. And he says, we'll be hanging out. And he'll go, buddy, I'm a mouse. And I'll be like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, that game I told you about. And then he'll do that. It doesn't matter what game, the, the cool thing that happens in said game, he does that. And I love it. And he mentioned, you know, that this game was good. It was on game pass, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it took me to do what you did. After Chris telling me the things that he told me for me to play it, and I'm kind of glad I put some time into it because it is it is quite a gem. Uh, yeah, nobody saves the world. Um, and the studio, you two know about it. Chris obviously does too, but you listener, maybe you don't think you do. Uh, the studio's name is Drinkbox Studios. Drinkbox? Are we talking about like high seas? Yep. Maybe. Uh, but they made games that I still haven't played and should have. Guacamelee 1 and 2. And they also had another game called Severed. I don't know if you guys played that. I never played that. Uh, but one. obviously, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. They're very much known for Guacamelee 1 and 2. And uh, from from that perspective, those games seem to deliver. You, bo you boys, you boys, them boys, you always spoke very high. Uh, oh, yeah. Those, so. I can say those two games um, are two of the best, are two of the best Metroidvania games that are not Castlevania or Metroid on the market today. I mean, they're, they are, I'm actually, I've actually, I was tinkering with the first one on switch last week while Ooh. I was, they're just awesome. And if I, <laughs> and if I know are. anything, if I know anything about drink box, they're bringing that whole part of the, part of what's so great about those games is how funny they are. And, mm. and you know, if, if I know anything about drink, Bo drink box, they're bringing that over to this. It's one of the things that are so enjoyable and so memorable about their games. But I'm going to shut up and drink my snack. No, you're fine. Uh, this is great. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of funny, early on, and I, I listen, Chris, how many, let's, for, for, for perspective, I don't know. I probably put six to eight hours into this game. Maybe. That's good. I, know I, I know I streamed it for a couple hours and I've been playing it off and on. Uh, but, I, or, yeah. Somewhere in there-ish, 
Mm-hmm. You've probably put more than that because you know about different levels, and we'll get into all that in a minute. I saw somebody today say they beat it in 19 hours, which I think is crazy because I think the game can go for 20 to 40 if you wanted to. Yeah, I've done about 20 hours, I would say, is what I've put into it. Um, You know, some of that was just goofing around. But, you know, I've definitely put a good clip like where I'm I think I'm around level 30 overall with my character with nobody. That's that's legit. (laughs) Uh, for perspective, I'm hovering around level six, I think. Mm. So maybe, maybe you do a level. I don't. I won't say a level per hour. I don't know. Uh, but this is so. If you went to Drinkbox.com, this is the official definition, and I figured this was a good starting point of what the game is. Right, kind of help us because sometimes, especially with me, I'll get to rambling and squirreling, and it's it'll. We need to reset properly, right? From their website, it says you begin your adventure as nobody, a pale a dragonous humanoid who wakes up without any memories or pants. Soon after you find a powerful magic wand, allowing you to change into many different fantastic forms. And that's, that's from the website. And then it tells you to download from steam or play on Xbox. Uh, so there, there, there's where we have it. And yeah, you, you heard John mention it. And Chris, if you want to riff on this for a minute, it's definitely got Zelda vibes, but like old school Zelda vibes. Yeah, it's kind of like a marriage, I would say, between um, dungeon crawlers that a lot of people enjoy now, Um, you know, like Darkest Dungeon, those kind of things, Diablo. A little bit of that, an overworld that is very much classic Zelda, where you have this kind of 2D map and you're going around and you'll see enemies every now and then, you'll find towns, right? But really, you're you're hunting for dungeons in that, um, and you know, you kind of see as the map is filling out, that's kind of just becoming a literal big map that you're you're unlocking over time. And then um, the other one I've seen it compared to, and I think it's pretty accurate, is uh, something like a Final Fantasy Tactics game, where the difference there being in tactics, you kind of switch out different characters based on the scenario of what you're doing, right? Like from the various final fantasies. And Mm. in this, you're switching forms, uh, as Sean said, with this wand um, that you unlock over time. And as you get, gives you more options. So that's, it's kind of like, that's the Serenji that I got from it. Yeah. Mm. I I wouldn't say this game's, um, Hey, what's up? Uh, Yeah. We'll answer that question in just a minute. Trap. Uh, Pretty cool name though. I like it. Uh, but yeah, it. I wouldn't say <clears throat> the story, at least for me so far. What is my voice doing? Voice, we're doing a podcast. We're professionals. What are you doing? <clears throat> I wouldn't say the story is going to be the the prominent thing I'm going to remember from the game. It's going to be the actual dungeons and the 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 bosses and and for me, I'm even going to talk about the music because it's fantastic. But it is great. Uh, it, it it's got those Zelda ties in it. I think that really got me going. Uh, to the fact that they even mention the word calamity. Uh, a calamity has occurred, <laughs> and re kind of occurred, and you wake up in a little house. Does that sound familiar? Because it is. Uh. So yeah, and 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 then and then shortly after you meet this, uh, what do you call him? Do you like Randy? <laughs> he is not, even though he is called Randy the Rad. He is anything but rad, as I would say. <laughs> it's to to kind of speak on the humor, 
that John says that the drink box knows how to put in games. Uh, you you, you kind of meet Randy for the first time, and then you have an option and a dialogue, and both of the options are to lie to Randy. <laughs> it's like, just, no, yeah, hell no, <laughs> yeah, no or hell no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's it's really cool the the way you get this wand um, is is really kind of a smart way to introduce that to you, and then and then the way they kind of tell you, all right, now that you got this wand that's going to turn you into these forms kind of set you off on your way. But before you know it, you've kind of found your way into your first little mini dungeon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not really a mini dungeon. Cause you're, you, you, you kind of learn that you can turn into something else. Um, you, do you, you know how much smarter Chris is than me? Uh, he probably got through that first part within three minutes. It took me about 20. <laughs> I've played these so, kind of games. So. The, uh, <laughs> a game doesn't, this isn't new to a game, but you find yourself kind of locked up instantly. And you're like, uh. And the point of this game when they lock you up is to tell you you can turn into other things. Right. And it's kind of, it's going to be important moving forward to do that. Yeah. So there's that. I, it took me a long time to find the thing. But once I did that, I started being aware of what was happening mm-hmm. and things like that. So. Yeah, uh, and, and the forms cool. the forms kind of serve multiple purpose. On one hand, they are acting as um you know, various types of combat damage that they can do, right? Effects that they can do that are special to them. But at the same time, they're not while not all of them provide this kind of ability, like a number of them help expand your ability to explore the the map kind of like in a metroidvania type of way right so they give you one right away like the very first form you have in the game is a mouse and of course you know the reason you would need that is like oh there's a hole in the wall now i'm a mouse i can go through that hole and you know get look at me i'm a yeah. mouse so. yeah something as basic as that but like as you get later on the game you can get certain aquatic type characters and it's like before that, you were walking around seeing all this water. There's nothing you can do about it. You just look at it, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, if I'm this form, yes, yes, I can. I, I can just hop right in and swim around and do whatever, and it's fine, right? So uh, as time goes on, you know, you get more and more of these kinds of things that allow you to fully explore the world, like because it's going to have that moment early on where when you get into the overworld, you're looking and you see a chest or you see something and you just can't see a way to get to it yet. And usually that means, Hey, you need to go level some stuff up and, and unlock some new uh, forms before you can do it. Exactly. And I, I'm currently there. Mm-hmm. You've uh, you obviously got a little further than me, but uh, at its core, uh, the game is like we mentioned early on, it's a dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely got those old school Zelda vibes. It's got that top down view. Uh, but one cool thing that I like about the dungeons, there's a couple of cool things, but uh, it doesn't loot in the same way as a Diablo game does, where it's like gold everywhere and stuff like that. Like you're getting like, you know, open Hershey bars, but they're not Hershey bars just to get the picture or a chicken slash turkey leg. Maybe you'll get mm. a few coins, Rubies. Uh, but all of those things really do go to your real money in the game and your health in the game. It's kind of cool how they chose to do that. Chris, do you like those? Yeah, um, it makes it easy to manage, and you know, over time you you start to figure out okay what drops what right. Like especially 
as you get into some of the harder dungeon encounters, you kind of figure out, okay, I have to figure out how to kill these lower mobs, so to speak, because they're going to consistently heal me as I take on the main, you know, big bad in the room. Right. So yeah. it's a good balance. <laughs> the the game likes to put a, like Chris determined a big bad and, and it starts off maybe with a few not big bads, just kind of regular mobs. Mm-hmm. You kill them. You think you're good. You go focus on big bad within additional layers of non big bads come in the room doing other things. Uh, and it's cool because at first the game it doesn't I wasn't gonna say it holds your hand in these in the early dungeons you can get to, but you kind of learn what to do in them. And you probably may or may not die because you're you're still learning. Um and I'll get on what happens to the dungeons when you die. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh but you learn the importance of maybe switching out as you need to, and eventually the dungeons and the game, uh the forms you become, they have different uh I'm going to use the mouse for an example. It kind of gives a poison because rats are poisonous, right? Mm-hmm. Some animals or some mobs you fight, you have to attack them with said damage before you can damage them. It's kind mm-hmm. of cool. It's a cool layer on a game that you may not think has layers to it. And, and I really kind of like that about it. Yeah, it starts like, as Sean says, it it starts off just simple, right? Every Every form when you first unlock it only has one attack. Um, and the way this game is working in terms of progression is y- you have two kind of leveling systems. You have nobody's your core characters leveling system, which is just, you know, going up on level and that increases all your base stats whenever it hits. And then you also have the forms level, which as that levels up, which is like a letter grade, you start off as F with each of these and you only have one attack. When you get to like, I think it's C, usually open up your second attack. When you get to B, you get your third attack, those kinds of things. Um, and they build up to eventually, as where Sean said, like you start to get enemies where you have specific types of attacks that you have to do uh, and first before you can do any kind of damage on them. And it even goes further than that because eventually you start getting the ability to take various abilities from other forms and mix them together so that one, if you find a form you really want to level, but you have certain challenges that he can't necessarily by himself handle, you can combine things together to make him be able to take on those enemies where like, you know, this person needs magic damage before he can do anything. Whereas this person needs sword damage before he can be hit with anything. And you, you figure out how to balance all of this, right? It's, it's consistently challenging you to change your expectations as far as how you build a character and what you're trying to do with it to meet whatever the scenario of the, uh, the dungeon in front of you is. Yeah. And, and I like that you mentioned scenario because in those dungeons, um, I didn't know this and Chris happened to be with me the first time it happened. But if you die, Mm -hmm. this is not a new mechanic. I don't believe, Uh, but the dungeons, you walk back in where you were and they will shift. They will not be what you left them as, uh, which is, I think pretty cool. Uh, and I think, am I wrong in saying that if you're talking about a dungeon crawler, that's, that's That's, kind of a standard. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what people like about these is, you know, replayability. So to speak. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but what I do also like about the dungeons, if you get to a certain point, uh, they have internal travel points. Uh, normally you kind of start off with the first one and there's normally only two that I've seen. 
Mm-hmm. The second one would be really close to the boss's dungeon in the the boss's lair in the dungeon. So you can easily get if you make it to the boss, easily get back to it. And when you get done with the boss, easily leave the dungeon. Correct. Uh, which I think is is very cool. You know, we talked about these forms. There are 15 of these forms, I think. Or is there more, Chris? I think that's right. I want to say I have like 11 of them now. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten up there um, and they get pretty interesting as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, yeah, some of the ones that you, you can either peek and you can see what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of go, huh, how's that going to play out? Right. Uh, they got standard ones that you'd see like in an, in an action RPG ish kind of game, uh, you know, dungeon crawler kind of game. And then they got some, you go, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've laughed out loud at several of them. I mean, the one that was probably the biggest shock in terms of like, not so much that it's like in the game, but just like the fact that when I saw it first, I ignored it. Right. And then I started using it. I was like, this is maybe one of the most OP things I've had in this game was a slug. You would oh, never, really? Yeah. There's a slug yeah. in the game and that man, you start combining other abilities with him, and he can just dominate enemies. He's so quickly. yeah, that's, that's nice. And you mentioned combining other abilities. This is something I read up on. Yeah. I haven't got to do it yet. So we've talked about, and we'll talk about what we talked about so far, right? We talked about a mouse and now mm-hmm. we talked about a slug, right? Sure. Later on, you eventually, if you like mouse's ability, you can bring it to slug if you yeah. want. Correct. How cool is that? I think yeah. that's awesome. And, and really, it's all working towards what is the core under system of the game, right? Like this is above all else. It's, it's taking that thing that some people just find mundane all the time, which is leveling, right? Like doing grunt work. And it's kind of doing a cool spin on it because as I said, you have these two leveling systems and you're going to notice this right away. There is always consistent quests for you to do uh, that are like, you know, kill X number of mobs with this attack or this type of damage in this form. Right. And as you keep going on, you're finding even more like where it's encouraging you to experiment by combining and switching these out because eventually you'll get to the point like with the rat, right. Or the mouse, whatever, like where the, as Sean said earlier, the rat primarily just does poison damage stuff, but you'll have a thing where it says, Hey, you uh, do, you know, hit 50 mobs with sharp damage. So then you have to go in there and, you know, sub out one of his abilities or something with something that does sharp damage. And it's really funny to see, you know, like a mouse start shooting arrows out (laughs) because you're taking the Ranger (laughs) class or something like that. Um, and, and, but like, it's encouraging you because like, if you want to keep leveling up these different characters to the point you can unlock the next new form, right. You have to mix (laughs) them together. You have to try different combinations uh, to keep progressing. So like it, it's consistently stacking you up to keep getting you to do more and more quests, which in turn makes your overall character more stronger, but also makes your main, your various forms stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a, uh, it's got a, a grinding aspect from it. Oh yeah. Um, which is, it kind of does it without you even realizing it. Uh, which is kind of cool. And I want to apologize to Trap. Uh, I see you in chat. We we normally do this. Our viewers listening on their on their devices know this too. You were a first time chat chatter. Uh, so we usually highlight those. Thank you so much for engaging. 
uh, and and make sure you hit that follow button so you know when we go live next time. I appreciate it. We appreciate it very, very much. Uh, but getting back to the game, one thing that I immediately loved, and you guys know I do this, and I'm not saying you don't. I just seem to be the one harping on it more often than not, is the is the straight-up soundtrack of this game. Yeah. It's one of those soundtracks where I've wanted to possibly buy it to have it forever, or I'll just put the game on and just listen to it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's so good. I agree. Do you agree? You yeah. see, he agrees. I mean, uh, <laughs> the last one. Uh, I mean, with Guacamole, it was so unique and but still really good. Like where you could tell it was taking its Mexican uh, vibes uh, as far as the music, but at the same time, you were just like, man, this is pulsing. This feels good. And uh, here it's kind of like a different thing where it feels like, again, it's going back to that Legend of Zelda, but it's doing it not quite the way you would expect it to. Like, it's not just 16 bit type stuff. It's like, oh, okay, high quality uh, audio. But now we're also throwing in some nice like beats and, you know, buttery yeah. beats and things like that. It's cool. Yeah, I'm totally going to be down with that. I and, and I didn't even realize that I told you guys I was streaming this game, right? And and I had the volume too low. Viewers couldn't even hear it. I didn't even know it. I'm so sorry about that. But one one you mentioned vibes, and and I, this this game gives me a vibe of another game. Not in gameplay, mm-hmm. overarching vibe. Let's see if you if you get it. Peggle. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that, especially you with see the what, humor. Yeah, because Peggle is not this kind of game at all. If you know what Peggle is, you know what I'm talking about. But as far as the humor and the animation and things of that nature, mm-hmm. total Peggle vibes, and I'm totally, oh, my God, he did it. <laughs> he did it. Uh, welcome to our chat, one of our, our, our loyal listeners and fans, Draven. Uh, Draven caught my stream last night. We were definitely talking about some naughty things, and he said he would say it in chat today, and he did. And I have totally derailed, and he has won. He, he he is one. The band hammer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome, welcome. Everybody again in chat. Yeah. Uh and what that so many, so much Peggle vibes. I went and looked for Peggle because I wanted to play it and I found out they have a Peggle Knight game. Have you seen this, Chris? Total squirrel moment right now, but it was yeah. planned at the same Peggle time. Peggle Knights, yeah. Have you played it? Yes. Way back. Is it legit? Yeah. I mean, it's just more Peggle. So <laughs> is there anything wrong with more Peggle? That's all no, I'm saying. Never. Uh, I, I've never done this. Uh, I wanted to highlight cause I think this summed it up. Um, not like we're done with the review, but kind of maybe to put us at a point to keep talking if we are, if we're not, whatever. But I saw this review on steam. Uh, so it was a, the user's name was GeoForce. It was not an official GeoForce or anything like that. It was, he had the logo, maybe think he was a graphics card. He is not. <laughs> uh, but it says, imagine an R- RPG with 15 different characters, classes that they each have a unique play style, attacks and perks. But instead of having to start a new run with each character, you unlock other characters by doing quests and leveling up. Once you have stuff unlocked, you can switch to a certain character at any moment, which is a very cool Chris, thank you for that by the way. Depending on the situation and your favorite play style. When a certain character gets enough experience, you can assign its attacks and perks to other characters, resulting in one of the most diverse games I've ever played. How cool is that? I think that that's well said. No spoilers. Kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. But yeah. When you start layering these things and you start seeing what this game can offer, uh, it's super, super cool. 
Yeah, I think for people who really love dungeon crawlers uh, and and as you said, like the RPG element of, you know, mixing different classes and, and finding ways to to be clever, to overcome challenges like that's going to be who this game speaks to the most. Um, I think maybe those who want a little bit more story um, or just high production all around, that might be like where you start to go. Mm, I don't know. Like, especially if you don't, right, li- yeah. if, if you don't like grinding or, or anything like that, this is not your game. Um, you know, but well, I, if somebody's a little down on it, it tends to be from what I've read, a, a repetitiveness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's meant to be, you know, okay. cause I mean, then, I mean, it's like the, I mean, like, uh, some people say as the game progresses, the dungeon designs sort of wear thin. Yeah. But, but to be quite, I mean, th- those criticisms are few and far between in what I've read. Oddly enough, for a drink box, drink box game, not a whole lot of people reviewed this game. Yeah, I don't, I like, mean, I don't know why, especially because yeah. there really wasn't anything out then. But um, right. yeah. yeah, I would say that, like, as far as those criticisms, <laughs> like, is repetitive. And, and to his point, like, so you kind of have two types of dungeons. You have... Ones that you just kind of find throughout the world, right? That you have to just figure out what's the entrance point. Once you do, you can walk right in and do the dungeon. And really about the only thing you're going to check is to see what level the dungeon is, right? But then you have legendary dungeons that require you to use a currency, which is wands, uh, like wand stars. Think like kind of like the uh, the stars from Super Mario Galaxy, right? Perfect. Like when you're, Perfect. yeah, yeah, something like that. And despite them each having like a theme to it, I have to say like, I've done about four of them now of these legendary ones where like, you know, they, from the outside, the art looks amazing. I'm wondering if like, this is where compromise came in and maybe COVID. Cause you know, obviously they're not a huge studio. I get it. You got to get game out. You can't afford to go sure. five, six years working on something. Um, you can start to feel like even though, the art is a little bit different. It still feels exactly no different than the previous legendary dungeon that I went through. You know, there's, it's not like you're consistently getting a lot of characters popping up to taunt you or like a a theme to them, like objective. It's just like go in and, and clear the dungeon type thing and beat, you know, the end boss and, and move on. So that might be like where those who are more critical, I guess I, I, I could see the validity in it what they're saying. Cause it, I mean, John, John, you played guacamelee and you, you could that game on the other hand, there is a lot of personality to the villains and the different yeah. places you go to. And that isn't necessarily here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. You said my name, say my name, say my name. I was about to say you were indeed a bronze beauty. <laughs> oh, well, I thank you. I mean, it's look the, at you. It's, it's the just, it's the lighting. I I don't have yeah. a tan. You mm. look great. You you all you want to make out or? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> legitimately, um, are we at a point where uh, the only negative thing I think I could say is that I I, I found this a few times where it was kind of like uh. Why, how am I supposed to do this kind of thing? And, and I'm not talking about getting out of the thing with the mouse. I'm talking, and, and 
the main thing, Chris, you this is the example I'm going to use. There's a quest I go into and they're like, help. And then a thing happens. You're like, I can't help fast enough. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a lot of those. I found that to be kind of eh. that. That's been the one instance, like, cause I know what you're talking about. Like where basically you have to be the archer or, uh, yeah. and you have to hit these things to protect this person from across a wall. And it was one of those things where luckily after about five attempts, I just went, okay, we need to come back when we're a little bit higher level where maybe she has some more abilities. Cause it looks like a she to me, even though it's still just nobody. Uh, yeah. It looks like a she, it looks yeah. like the worst archer ever. Cause there's like an arrow in her head. Right. Uh, um, it's fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> luckily there aren't a ton of those that I like. That's the only instance, like the, the only other time I've had moments of those, like, on one of the legendaries I was getting, you know, where it's saying like, you need to be using this type of damage, these two types to, to go through the boss and the level. Um, yeah. I had one where I died quite a few times at the boss because my form and what I had there wasn't working. And then I was like, luckily, you know, I was like, well, let's try this instead. And, you know, I dominate him within five seconds. It felt like, um, so you know. I'm trying to. I remembered something about dying at a boss, mm-hmm. and I had to start all the way over. You, like, yeah, not, not all the way over, but yeah. If you don't make like it that, to the boss, then you can't teleport to him after you die. No, no, no. I was at the boss, and oh. the boss had a, one of those layered health things, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it starts blue, green, yellow, red, then gone. When, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I get really close to beating the boss. I didn't kicks me out i go back to it and everything has started back over there wasn't like a checkpoint oh that's which i didn't i didn't really expect but that kind of sucked the savings been pretty easy there's these big uh mm-hmm. i don't know i don't want to call them totems but they're like these big crystal posts crystal potem yeah crystal potem it's a, it's a potem crystals that are sticking out the ground that you can save at it kind of does it for you so that's good but yeah the game is free to play on uh xbox uh game pass so Mm-hmm. if what we've said has tickled your fancy to want to play it uh do it like i think i think you'll enjoy it if you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. uh i kind of didn't but i also kind of liked it once i got there <laughs> i think it's a, definitely a slow start is what i would say until you've actually put a little bit of time in and and you know once the tree starts to open up so to speak right yeah that's when you start to go okay I see why this can be really fun, but yeah, yeah. those, those first like two, three hours, it's kind of like, Hmm. Okay. What am I doing? <laughs> I wouldn't even call it two or three hours, but yeah, early on for mm. sure. Just kind of, kind of give it, give it its due, like see where it takes you and have fun with it. Um, I think you have to buy it on steam. I mean, that's how that works a lot. Correct. If you have an Xbox, uh, <laughs> if you have a PC that you're going to buy it on steam, it's on, PC Game Pass, I think. So it is. Yeah, there's that. But uh, are we at a point? I've, I've been I've been playing it right now. So John, it was so funny without even meaning to. John is comedic, and before the <laughs> show, he's like, he said something about playing it, and I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And in the way his comeback was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to play it. <laughs> it was perfect. It was great. It was so John. Uh, but yeah, John, um, from hearing us talk and seeing the video, do you have interest? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, Chris will tell you, I I was, I've been trying to, and I think I mentioned it last week, I've been trying to get this game started during my COVID session, if you will. Yeah. 
I just couldn't do it. And um, by that time, other things went down. And now I'm going to sign off and go play something real quick. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, Chris, do you want to you give your Richard first? Unless you have anything that you want to add before we leave that we didn't hit? Uh, uh, no, I think I'm good. Um, same. Yeah. I'm kind of divided right now between an 8 and an 8.5. Um, I don't think this is as good as Guacamelee was. Um, but it's it's one of those games that I have to say in a good way that you could just sit there for three or four hours if you want to and just mindlessly go do this stuff. And you'd probably you're not have, wrong. Yeah, have a good time. You know, you're not yeah. going to be disappointed at, at any moment if you like this type of game. Um, again, I wonder how much COVID cut maybe certain corners in, in terms of production. Um, just especially coming off of something like Guacamelee where there was a lot of that. Um, a lot of character, a lot of charm to it. So, you know, that's, that's the, the low point, but at the same time, the script itself is still fine. And <clears throat> the game plays like, I've never had a moment where I was like, this is stuttering or I felt like I was getting stuck or any technical issues. So, right. Props like on that. That. Yeah. Props. Well said. Uh, and I was sitting here thinking, you know, I'm, I don't like to stamp a Richard on a game, but if I feel like I can give it a Richard, I will. I'm not afraid to whip it out and do it, you know? And I was thinking about an eight. Uh, mm. And I, I was I felt safe there because if it, you know, if it, the ending all of a sudden was the greatest thing ever, I could bump it to an 8.5. If the game kind of sucked, I could take it down to a 7.5 and be okay with it. Mm. Maybe a 7.75. So I'm, I think I'm going to land on a working eight. Uh, I do recommend it for the reasons I've said before. Um, and mindlessly, dude, you put that game on, you crank up the volume. It is a joy. Have yes. fun with it. And we appreciate you guys listening to this uh, this honest review from the greatest podcast in the world. What's a game got to do to get a nine on this show? I don't know. Be really good. Yeah, be good, but not great, bro. Hot <laughs> <laughs> off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents... The news. News. That's right. It's time for news. And who better to lead this week's news off than the sexy, handsome man himself, John? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You guys, look, you guys, for saying that, you guys are rock stars. You're, you're a rock star. And for two. being the guys you are, it takes two. Ooh, we played that game. <laughs> uh, Chris would probably want us to report to you the phenomenal success of Rockstar Games over the past several years. He might have brought it up this morning. He totally did to me, away from you. <laughs> By the numbers, even their botched, even their botched GTA Remastered trilogy may have sold up to 10 million units despite its technical issues. The entire GTA series to date has sold over 370 million copies with GTA 5, selling almost half of the number at 160 million units. It is widely believed that Red Dead Redemption 2 has exceeded 40 million units since its launch, just shy of Call of Duty that year. Lies. Between its last two games, (laughs) Rockstar has exceeded 200 million in software sales. Giant number. In other news, Rockstar has confirmed that GTA 6 is currently in development. However, don't expect any major news 
anytime soon. Yeah. I was surprised and, they actually confirmed And in it. other news, Microsoft has purchased <laughs> Take-Two Interactive. That'd be crazy. Can you imagine? imagine? Yeah. We said that we just kissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris brought this up today, and it's just kind of mind-boggling how much. Mm-hmm. What was it? They haven't uh, released a game in, what would you say, Chris? Like, I mean, years? since 2018, and they've only released two games in the last, what, nine years? <laughs> Yeah, yep, uh, yep. that's a great question from chat. We had a bet one time. Is that bet still going about this game? This if, it is, if it is, I've won because I guarantee you Call of Duty Black Ops 4 did not sell 40 million plus. I think like the high for them is 30 something million. No, the, uh, the, the bet, if you recall, Chris, was mm. total sales by the end of the year. And I won that. Now, well, had I, had I, the reason you won is because I didn't clarify and you took into account that you assumed that I meant U.S. sales. And by U.S. sales, they did. But by worldwide sales, by the end of that year, they did not win. I just go by MP MPD. Yeah, that's that's U.S. sales. See what you did, chat? See what you did? You did this. Full steam ahead, Chris. Uh, Dying Light 2, which is only probably like, I don't know, 37 million units behind. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 in sales so far. Um, <laughs> is off to a great start on Steam, though. The titles already managed to be in Steam's top 25 most played games of all time with a peak and current player count of 274,983. I was one of them. Right? Uh, the title has greatly outperformed the previous title in this regard. The game also surpassed K-H-O-L-A-T. I don't know what that stands for, John. Um, offhand. Do you know? No, you just saw it. Mm. You're just like copy paste. I did. No, I did earlier today. Oh, okay. Kingdom Hearts, Oliver, Larry, right? Theater. <laughs> uh, but it surpassed that and Halo. Oh, it's a, it's it, yeah, it's a survival game on on Steam. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, cool. But it's uh, surpassed that in Halo Infinite to place 23rd on the list of Steam's most played, and now sits behind Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Elder Scrolls. PUBG Alice is holding Gross. the uh, number one spot all time with a peak of 3.2 million players. Jeez. Uh, this is a promising, promising start to the title, although the performance on the consoles is not yet known. I would, I mean, I guess the question is with Elden Ring only being out for four or five days, will that outsell this? Cause I don't think horizon will be able to, um, though it would, Definitely have a shot, but it's probably those so two you're games. Saying right? there's a chance, right? Oh, I I didn't. I don't assume that Dying Light is the top seller this month. I yeah, maybe it is, but I think I think Horizon has such a big fan base that it, it could it could do extremely well with with the original Dying Light. Its success was long term because yeah. they supported it for years and the fan base actually grew. It's one of those rare games where people kind of discover it as, as the months progress. Um, but I don't necessarily think that dying light two is going to be a top seller, the top seller of the month. Burgess. What? <laughs> Jeez. He's just growling at me. I think he wants to go outside and Harper's humping him. Yay. Harper. There, there's uh, something out there. Ah, uh, siblings. <laughs> 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 this 
There's something they don't like something out there, John. <laughs> Burgess. Burgess. See? Yeah, when he wants to go out, his nose boops the, the door. The door? Yeah. Uh-huh. Dogs are awesome. Our dogs, we hang a bail down and they go ding ding ding. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so do I. That's what I do. That's what I do, yeah. Hey, Clarissa makes me go to the bathroom outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, am I next? I'm next, and I was okay, about to cool. do a pivot. I was just kind of hesitating because sometimes I trample over hey, you man. guys. It's you launch this thing. Launch Dude, it. Legendary. Here it goes. Are yeah, you ready? Go. All yeah. right. Nintendo has announced that Pokemon Legends Arceus has sold 6.5 million copies in its first week of the release. Uh, that's pretty big numbers. The game is currently outpacing the most recent mainline Pokemon games on Switch. Here's a quote for you. Thank you for uh, for the more than 6.5 million explorers explorers worldwide who have already embarked on an exciting new adventure in Pokemon Legends Arceus. We hope you're... <laughs> huh? What? It's Arceus. Arceus, we hope you're loading up on more potato mocha. That sounds terrible. Before your next research mission. It looks like the game is also on track to becoming the second fastest selling Switch game of all time. Uh, behind Animal Crossing. <clears throat> I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised by how well this thing is doing. You are? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not at all. Yeah. Anything Pokemon <laughs> ever, I'm like, well, that's going to be a big one. I didn't say, okay, what you might have heard was, I'm surprised <laughs> this is successful. That's yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. I'm surprised it's the second highest, fastest selling game on the Switch. That's what I mean. Mm. Because, uh, you know, I mean, the other games, they do well. The other Pokemon games, they do well, but they're not doing, but none of them have come close to kind of a Animal Crossing type launch. And that's what I meant. So yep. there you go. Well, what this is the first one, like true first one that really is, you know, console, right? Like, like the main console where it's not just some kind of off thing or a port, right? It's no, it's they like, did, uh, they did sword and shield. Sword. Uh, that was a, um, that was a switch title, but was that it was like not, a, was it, it like wasn't a, a remake? Was it like a 3D world where it was open world and doing all that? I think so. Yeah. I think it was. I think so. I think but, so. Yeah. I was like, I was surprised I was looking. And I think, Sean, you might have been around when I brought this up. Like, someone brought up to me, if you look at the top most, the, the 25 top franchises in media, like in entertainment, right? Pokemon's number one all time. Yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't, it, yeah, it's it, absolutely like, not surprising. And it's like even more. It's alarming. not GTA. <laughs> it's Close. even GTA like has just now gone to the conversation. And it's yeah. like you look at the top 10. Most of them are Japanese. Like look, you know, Pokemon is so huge that it gets mentioned in presidential campaigns. Yeah. Chris, I had you know a, talk about. Yes. <laughs> it's just like that Pokemon <laughs> movie. <laughs> Old Herman. Oh. Rest in peace. Right. Rip. Uh, John. You're up. It's all me, bro. All right. Either today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, a Nintendo Direct is coming. There will be a Direct on Wednesday or today, February 9th. (laughs) (laughs) The Direct will run approximately 40 minutes and focus on Switch games launching in the first half of 2022. 
The Direct will air at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern. This will mark the first Direct of the year, so it's not clear what the broadcast will bring. What do you want to see from the presentation tomorrow? But most importantly, we have to ask, Sean, we have to ask what Chris wants to see from a Nintendo Direct. Because if anybody cares about Nintendo Direct, it's it's Chris. Chris, Chris, but the parameter is first half of 2022. I mean... the most obvious would be triangle strategy, right? Like I definitely would like to see more of that, um, especially since it's right around the corner. Um, what's the only other thing? I know we got Kirby coming. Is that next month? Right? Yeah, that's um, March twenty fifth. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, w- I, I would think. imagine we're going to to get a look at that as well. As far as anything else, I guess if they have like another title that they're planning around June, kind of similar to what they did last year with Mario uh, Golf, right? Um, I could see something like that popping up, but I don't so know. How, but, but how badly do you want Wind Waker HD? <laughs> I don't put those expectations that it's going to happen because then they just get shattered, John. <laughs> I think. <laughs> do we see Zelda? Do we see anything? I don't think I, so. I don't know because they're saying it's going to be about games launching in first half. No, yeah, but they always throw in a little tidbit. Oh, speaking of, I think they're going to say coming June 2022, the next Mario Kart. Okay. No, no, I think I'll go with this. Sean, you might be right in the sense of if they were going to just do a, a one more one thing, more thing. that yeah. would probably be the one since it's already kind of came out leaked that it's definitely in production. Right. We, so sure. I could see them. So, I mean, here's but, the but you know, the um, first half of the year goes all the way to June. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we get to see um, a release date for Mario rabbits. Oh yeah. That'd that, be that could very much happen. Yeah. Because it was, I think the the last one was pretty close to the launch of the system mm-hmm. within within a few months. Could be wrong about that, but I don't know. I'm excited, and if you guys want to watch it together, I'm down. <laughs> okay. The uh, hey, if you're wondering, the news doesn't stop here about Nintendo. Nintendo. Let's talk about acquisitions, um, or the lack of any ability to want them for Nintendo. Because while Nintendo has never ruled out the acquisition of game companies, they have seemingly put more of a priority on building its existing game development DNA. In a recent interview with Bloomberg, uh, Shuntaro Furukawa? I don't know. Um, I tried. Uh, Said, our brand was built upon products crafted with dedication by our employees and having a large number of people who don't possess Nintendo DNA in our group would not be a plus to the company. Last year, Nintendo announced plans to invest 100 billion yen in its current studios, and that plan seems to remain intact. That's a lot of yen. Yeah. I don't, yeah. like, I think... No one was really ever expecting them to go out and buy companies. Yeah. yeah, it would just not be Nintendo to do that. At all. And and the rumors of they're going to get bought, I never bought into that. Yeah. Uh, what I like about Nintendo is simply the fact that they, they're, they're okay doing what they do, and I think that's good for us. 
when I when I get issues with Nintendo, it's not about you know developing your DNA and stuff. Do that, uh, but give us uh, online presence that's good and chat and stuff, and not an app on a phone. I'm still gonna be really crabby about that. Yeah, give me your Nintendo achievements and give me a way I can play Nintendo games easy with my friends online. Man, I would I would love to see some sort of achievement system. I mean that to me that's that's above um that's above online to me. I I just love uh the trophy system and achievement things on on those other two systems, but you know, it's it's interesting. They do have a tendency not as frequently as PlayStation lately, but they they do acquire studios. I mean, they 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 bought the developer behind uh Luigi's Mansion 2 this year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they bought up retro many years ago. I mean, that's, that's a deck. That's 15 they buy, years. They buy people between, they but, work with that, that come and yeah. build their properties. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping at some point they, they, they wise up and purchase Mercury steam. That mm-hmm. company, that, that, that studio can do a lot for them, but you know, they do them. I don't, I, I, I find it. One thing I disagree with about, about him. I don't know if I, <laughs> The whole Nintendo DNA thing mm-hmm. is just—I I mean, that—that's just—that's just provably false. That statement that he made, like we—we we care about building our our studios because other studios don't have the capability to build on our DNA. I mean, if that were true, then Mario plus Rabbids wouldn't have been such a hit. If that's true, then Retro Studios couldn't have come in and completely redefined and kept pure the Metroid series. I just I find that statement just as a reason for not acquiring new studios. I find that statement wanting in its in its logic. It, that doesn't make any sense because there's plenty no. of people out there that know and love these franchises that understand them and because because you're a because you're a studio within Nintendo, that in and of itself only allows you to understand these properties is just patently false in my mind. That's fair. So. Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to now inform you on this Nintendo News Minute about the Nintendo Switch sales. Oh yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo Switch has become the fastest home console to sell 100 million units, and has now outsold the Wii's lifetime sales. This is a big one of 103 million units. The lifetime sales of this console has reached 103.54 million units as of December 31st, 2021. Get this, the company expects to sell another 23 million consoles before the end of the financial year, which is in March. Nice. People buying up them switches, John. Mm-hmm. I will point. Uh-oh. Did we lose? Oh, oh, no. Okay, it's back. Uh... We don't know what you said. Do you want to re-say it? What I said was, I will point this out so that Chris doesn't have to. Okay, that's big. That's big. Because if I was Chris, I would say something to the effect of perhaps one of the things about the Nintendo Switch is that you will find that there are multiple consoles in an individual's home. Like, I have two in my house. Correct. Um What's the uh, the the uh, the the head guy at IGN probably has ten in his house. Hmm. Uh, Pierce Pierce Snyder, that yeah. kind of thing. 
So, and then, you know, but, but uh, one of the things that did note that I didn't mention that it, uh, most of these sales still come from the primary base model, not the handheld and not the, um, yeah. and not the OLED. So, I mean, aside from that, it's still, it's still, it's still units moved. And by the end of this thing, people are suggesting that it could become the second best selling console of all time. It really is just going to come down to when they decide to move off of it. Right. And Mm if, I I mean, I think if they do move off of it, they'll kind of do like everyone else and you'll just say, well, now the switch is not really available that much outside, maybe like the light version or maybe the OLED. But yeah, I, I, I think if, if you're them and you're not really trying to push the boundaries of graphics or, or anything and, and the console's able to do what it, it can, I'd be like, why not ride this out to like 2025 and let that number as, you know, John said, like it's 23 million here expected this year. Well, you know, sure. That number's probably going to go down after next year. But if in 2024, you're still selling 10 million units when right you know you've been out since what 2016 yeah you know it's kind of like where playstation and xbox were back uh with the ps3 and 360 generation where it's like why would we move on you know money (laughs) i uh one thing that i wish Mm. that i wish i could see right so Nintendo has made this console. So it's a popular thing. It's called the Switch, and it's it's portability. You can they promote that you could take it with you. You could be at the park bench. You could put it on your dock at the house if you want. I want to be in a world in a city somewhere. And I know this is speaking when I want to worry about the COVIDs. I want to see people actively carrying their switches around and playing them in like hubs and places and parks because it has to be happening. Or do we all buy them and we just sit at our homes? And we only take it out the dock when we go poop. And then we put it back on the dock. Like, you know, like, I, I need to know these things. Yeah, I mean, well, the numbers would tell you, right? Because, like, you go look at the top 20 selling Switch games, right? right? How many do you think are in that list are not made by Nintendo? Or, like, you know, in the case of, like, the Pokemon company where, you know, they're basically a Nintendo, you know, studio. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's, a, it's crazy, man. The attachment rate to switch and, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I, they should put GTA Five on the console. It doesn't fit with the Nintendo DNA. <laughs> we put a hundred billion yen in this. No, didn't the GTA Master Remaster Trilogy come to Switch? Yes, it did. That's what I thought. Yeah, those PS2 owned, games. Self owned. Owned. Confirmed. <laughs> yes. Switch able to run PS2 games. Confirmed. Oh my god! <laughs> From now on, you're no longer allowed to talk about Nintendo Switch games on this show. Bummer or for play them, or play Bummer them ever him. again. <laughs> Breath of the Wild Two, you're done. You did this to yourself. I'm gonna play Triangle. Uh, I mean, you you have to operate. You have to control and operate the episode, but you have a black screen. We can't. We we're not seeing your face. You don't talk. You I'm just, just about to talk. mute both of you and steal this news item and then talk about this person for 20 minutes and then I'll unmute you and you can go back talking about Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> is this, so funny. Oh, is this, is this me? Hey, <clears throat> you ready? Let's, let's reset the platform because we're about to announce a lifetime award, John and you, you get to be the presenter. Oh man. Well, there's a lifetime achievement award. I know who I'd give it to. 
but somebody gave it to Phil Spencer. <laughs> Just kidding. The, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences has announced that Phil Spencer will receive the AIAS <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award at the 25th Annual Dice Awards. Phil Spencer has been in the industry and with Microsoft since 1988. Ladies and gentlemen, I was eight years old. Same, started, bro, same. When he started as an intern. Under his direction, Xbox Game Studios has grown significantly with acquisitions of Mojang, Zenimax Media, and most recently Activision Blizzard and Weekly Games Chat. Exactly. Quote, Phil Spencer has demonstrated both passion and leadership and tyrannical rule throughout, just kidding, throughout his entire career at Microsoft. He's responsible for countless impactful and pivotal initiatives that have reverberated throughout the entire games industry. On behalf of the Academy's board of directors, we are looking forward to celebrating Spencer's important impact on video game history by presenting him with our Lifetime Achievement Award, end quote. Now, two things can be true at the same time. Number two one, things. he is 100% deserving of this award. There's absolutely no question. His resume speaks for itself. However, what I hate about these things, and this is not a, this is this is absolutely not a knock on him at all. Um, the fact that what probably happens is a bunch of companies, from Nintendo to PlayStation, they submit nominations for these things, and in order to submit the nomination, you have to pay you have to pay several thousand dollars to submit the nomination. And when you win, and you're and when it's announced that you win you have to pay an additional amount of money to be recognized for this award. And there's something I've learned about this kind this type of stuff. I mean, this is, I mean, it's like, it's, it's so it's, I wish this type of stuff was more pure because I mean, it would be something nice to, to be given to Phil Spencer because he's, because he, because he's deserving of it. Until you ruined it for me. I thought it was something nice. Oh, no, I, these things, these things are money makers. They're designed. I didn't to, know that. Dude. They're designed to make money. The Academy Awards is the same way. I mean, that's how they make their money. I have no idea. I mean, I, I know that does exist for certain types of things. I don't know anything about the Academy of interactive arts and science. If, if like, that's <laughs> the reason they do this or whatever. Um, but you know, it is good company. Um, you know, I know Todd Howard's gotten this recently. I know Kojima's gotten it. Um, Miyamoto, Kojima, of course. Kojima. Um, so you well, know, Kojima got it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, it's possible that this one didn't cost anybody any money. That is that is legitimately possible. Yeah. I but mean, I just know a lot of these awards, and particularly in publications and things like that. That's that's how they that's how they roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right, especially, I don't think it's like the lifetime achievement Oscar, but the governor's awards, I think those are more so cause that's the fundraising arm of the Academy awards. Um, but yeah, like still, uh, I mean, if I was going to give it to anyone at Microsoft besides him, it'd probably be Peter Moore as sure. far as the history. Uh, the guy who famously rolled up his sleeve and showed a GTA four logo on it to let Xbox gamers know that. For the Did first he get time, tatted then? on his on his arm. I think it was a temporary tat. Lame. <laughs> and he, I, coach, and he look, coaches I a soccer he, team. Or I hope you understand. And, and people just think this is typical John, but I don't do this mm. to pour cold water on something. I, I just thought you. I just think you'd find it interesting. I'm that. I'm that. Well, actually, kind of guy. I'm, yeah. I'm well, I don't guy. know if you know this, but that is by default cold water guy. Yeah. Bill you was like. Are 
Bill is just it, over it, there it, enjoying the day. Actually, isn't. <laughs> I didn't say what I. That's I'm not sorry. even kind of true. <laughs> it's like Phil was just sitting in his office. He got a call and he said, "Hey, would you like a lifetime achievement award?" And he'd be like, "I would be very honored." And then three How minutes later, John yeah. walked in with a cold bucket of water and tossed it in his <laughs> face and said, "You bought this, you pariah. <laughs> you piece of." Sh- <laughs> Wait till uh, I tell my WGC community. No, it's just it's just amazing. And regardless of what industry and your and your you're in, when you when you are trying to get recognized for a certain type of accolades and in industries, it's amazing how much yeah. how much money that stuff costs a company to get there. You know, it's like how do you become best place to work? It costs mm-hmm. a company money to be given that accolade. I mean, it's just, yeah. that's just the way it goes. Yeah. What if I'm it came go, out? I'm going to go let this knucklehead in. What if it came out that Phil's award costs as much as the uh, Activision purchase? <laughs> <laughs> Man. We'll only and give the, you the award if you buy a studio for $68 billion. At right. Least. Oh, really? But no, no really. It, in a pure, in, in, in more analytics of it, it's like, you know what, if, if there was one thing that really pushed him over the edge for this thing, it's, it's it's Game Pass and what that did for the industry. For sure. Or or to the industry, depending on who you are. But no one can deny its impact on how people access and play games today. I mean, I can't think of anything. I mean, it, if when people in ten years from now, people say Phil Spencer, they're gonna say Games Pass. No, John. And if, in ten years they're gonna say that's the man who brought back Battletoads. And Grim Fandango. Ladies and gentlemen, I stand corrected. That is what pushed him over the edge. <laughs> yes. Yes. Battle, Battle toads. toads. That's what did Battle it. Battle Toads. <laughs> let me just let this dog in. Um, <laughs> you know, people were glad to some degree that Battle Toads came back, Sean. But apparently Platinum Games wants something else to come back. Uh, this is great news for you. Right? Platinum yeah. Games will still wants to return to Scalebound, the exclusive for Xbox that was canceled in 2017. The studio has appealed to Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer to begin those discussions. Platinum president president uh Atsushi Inaba Inabawa Inaba I don't know. Um, you know I should Atsushi Inaba. In retrospect, when before behind the scenes for those at home. Sean was originally going to have to do these two stories I had this week. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that story. I want to do this one. And, and it set up a chain of events. Right. I should have known better. Happy. Um, but anyways, uh, he explained that Scalebound creator Hideki Kamiya <laughs> has been talking about wanting to work on Scalebound again for quite a while. Uh, he added, I'd like to appeal to Phil Spencer directly. Let's do it, Phil. That's the way I think he said it. Uh, often in, in an interview, you might hear a developer politely saying, yes, if we had the opportunity, we'd love to work on that again, but we don't mean it in that way. Both myself and, or both, uh, Kamiya and I are serious. We really would like to work on Scalebound again. I'd like to discuss it with Microsoft properly. I feel like if you're saying this and being this way, I mean, it's a different time for Xbox and everything than where they were in 2017, where, you know, obviously Scalebound predated Phil's ascendance to head of Xbox, right? And those kind of things. And, of course, he was the one who had to pull the plug on it. 
Um, but now you're in this world of, well, why not partner with a great game studio to put something on game pass that's exclusive and that there's definitely platinum games fans would go out and play and would have a reason to subscribe at least for a month or two. Dude, right? if, if, if they put this on game pass, it's played by a lot of people. Cause I don't think it was just you and John. Yeah. Think about that in a, in a room of three, that's us mm-hmm. two out of the three, definitely wanted the game. Sure. Yeah. I would love to, I mean, obviously we never really saw hardcore gameplay, so it's, it's hard to know exactly what it was going to be. And I'm sure right. they had good reason at the time for canceling it. But if, you know, it, like reading more of that interview, it seemed like he was alluding to the fact of like, Hey, there were a lot of things we were trying out that we struggled with. And since then, like working on things like Bayonetta and other uh, games that they've made, we think we've cracked those, you know, those locks. And and now if we got another shot at this, if, if Microsoft was willing to say yes and, and fund it, right. They think they could pull it off. And if, if that's the case, why not? And then it's just in Phil has bought platinum games. Huh? Okay. It's it's funny. It's like confirmed. It's like, um, it's like this guy, this, this head of uh, platinum games obviously listens to weekly games chat because we actually mentioned this last week for like five seconds. But yeah, if Phil, if Phil Spencer wants to justify his lifetime achievement award to me, it makes this happen. This needs to happen. (laughs) This goes, thank you for this award uh, award. John scale bound <laughs> coming next year and <laughs> just drops the award and walks away. <laughs> I don't need this yeah, stupid. People are like, is that <laughs> uh ghostwire Tokyo? I, it didn't, it didn't come through. It did it come through. It came through. Look at I the time. I, I didn't hear it. I heard, I heard, a, I I heard didn't it. actually say it. You uh, heard what you thought you heard. These monitoring software. Chat, did it come through? This monitoring headphone chat did it come through? These ears are installed with Apple. <laughs> uh, or did you think yeah. you heard what you thought you heard? Huh? There's literally a rating uh, board in between these. Ears. It goes off like the hearing test you have. Beep. Sean just it didn't. See, even Nacho said it didn't, and he's head boy. I can't trust him. Uh Ghostwire Tokyo. PlayStation has announced that Ghostwire Tokyo will launch on March 25th, 2022. That's a mere few weeks away, ladies and gentlemen. There's another one. There's Mm -hmm. another one. Ghostwire Tokyo is the next game from Tango Gameworks, the studio behind the Evil Within series. Tango Gameworks. I was going to say Tango and Cash, and I decided not to. The game is launching as a time console exclusive on PS5 and PC. The game will see players take on paranormal threats called The Visitors. The Visitors take on personifications and manifestations of loss and separation. I'm going to read this as this is typed. The game won't appear on Expect until at least March 25th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, see what, you, see, you see why I'm such a jerk on this show, I'm, guys? I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> dang it who put a question mark at the end of the prompter <laughs> i oh. still like i when i read that it made my brain go i don't know what it was supposed to say i just imagine when those things happen like john is getting a call at work and he's just like trying to finish as quickly as possible right, he's like yeah game. that's right and uh the game won't uh, yeah i don't expect that i don't do this at work hey i we're just no one knows 
Okay. Do they know? How would they know? How would they know? It's just they won't know. That game won't appear on expect. <laughs> that game won't on appear on expect until it's machine at learning. Least. <laughs> March twenty fifth. I just I just read it in my head. I yeah. just read it in my head. I could, yeah, my brain just scrambled. Yeah, yeah. it's you're yeah. done now. You can't you cannot fathom what it could possibly say. No, it's, what it says is it won't come to Xbox until March twenty fifth at yeah. the at the earliest. Is it, what I meant. That's what, what I meant. A year later, I it think, doesn't say that at all. But <laughs> what I meant. I, I think like there is. I've read oh, somewhere funny. before, like there is literally a thing with a brain when it looks at a sentence, right? If the beginning of it and the end of it match up and make sense, like you will, it's like natural for the brain to just overlook things, right? Which, <laughs> right, right. you know, it, like that's what it feels but like. Because if you read it, if you read it, it just goes, the game won't appear uh, at least till March 25th, 2023. That's a fine sentence. You know, we don't know what, um, what, but you uh, know. yeah, like what's it going to, what do you mean yeah. it's going to appear? Where? So, well, who? Yeah. It's all good. But when John. you throw on on expect yeah. until. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I hate you. I hate you both. Well, you know what? We don't hate you because you've made it to the end and you get to be the cleanup man for news this week. I have Chris, to be the last person. You are or- the cleanup man. You're Cecil Fielder. Throwback right there, MLB. Uh so Chris is gonna do a thing. You gotta be ready. This is you. Hopefully you didn't close the news down yet. I do this Man, being the last, being the last person to read the news is suicide. Boom. Speaking of Boom. Suicide Squad has been delayed. Who the heck cares? Uh, Chris, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, the Suicide Squad, the latest game for Rocksteady, had walk. I said walk steady. Yeah, you did. Uh, has been delayed <laughs> until 2023. Warner Brothers Games is planning the launch of other games. You probably shouldn't put the same word in a sentence more than once, but here I did it. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers Games is planning to launch other games to include Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Star Wars Lego. Yeah. And Knights of the Gotham, Gotham Knights. Boo! With the release date pushed to 2023, it will make eight years, ladies and gentlemen, since the release of Batman Arkham Knight released back in 2015. I remember when they announced Arkham Knight. Mm. I was on the the toilet. Hey, uh, John. Yeah. What studio made the first Arkham uh, game, by the way? The original three. Rocksteady? That's not how you say that word now. It, it was a uh, bebop. It's walk. It's walk steady. Walk steady. <laughs> what oh game let John play as Batman? Walk steady. I, <laughs> I, I hate walk. both of you so much. We love your face. It's probably fine. <laughs> Whenever they said uh, last year this was coming in twenty two, because it was like what was it the Game Awards? It was or somewhere in the fall, like they. They released the the gameplay trailer and all that. I I just went. This is getting delayed another year. <laughs> I just knew it right then. There, there's no way this studio under COVID restrictions and all that kind of stuff was going to have this game out by the end of 2022. Well, I I, I don't even know if that's that's even the case. It seems like they've got a busy mm. a busy schedule of games this year. The schedule. Schedule. Um, 
How would they maybe, know? And when you have two, I don't know, maybe you have Gotham Knights, maybe they just didn't want to put another DC game in the loop. And Rock City's like, you know, this could be done this year, but yeah, sure, we'll take some more time. That's mm-hmm. fine. Take time. Um, get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. Take your time. Take your time to it right. Make sure you get them King Shark physics, you know, perfect. Just as good as the movie. Because <laughs> I will never forget watching King Shark and George running up a hill. In- and. And. Mm. I don't know who that guy who did the voice was, but it's got to be the finest work of his career. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, uh, Sean. Hey, Chris. Do you want to wrap this show up? The show? No. And, and the other question, never. John, should we? Just to be safe. Okay. Electronic mail of the future. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to the part of the show that you star in. Uh, We're going to start first with emails you sent in. We're going to read those. And of course, our email is weeklygameschat at gmail.com if you'd like to be a part of this conversation. We have two we're going to highlight this week, and boys, you can take those away if you'd like. Are All you right. prepared? Yeah. All right. Juan says, glad to, says, hello, guys. Hey, Juan. Glad to see John was back in last week's podcast and also reviewing the game I recommended a few weeks back. Also, on other news, uh, it's pretty funny. A game on Steam called Clownfield 2042 costs 99 cents and is clearly a mock-up of Battlefield 2042. Uh, wow. And it is actually receiving better reviews. <laughs> nice. I've, been, I've been playing a lot of Dying Light 2, and while I'm enjoying it, uh, they definitely did not have a QA team test this thing. It's kind of a, a buddy mess. I think he meant to say a different... Word them buddy. He might have meant buddy mess, but we think he means buggy mess. We're gonna just go with it. Yeah, it's a mess, buddy. Buddy, <laughs> bloody mess. Uh, audio loss, visual glitches, and sometimes even survivor vision are not working. And it's a little sad that companies are allowed to ship games in this such a state. Uh, I guess COVID th- reasons. <laughs> I guess next I'll start Sifu, then Horizon, Elden Ring, and finally Tiny Tina's Wonderland. All in that order, or at least. Until I hear a release date for Black Myth Wukong, then nice. all bets are off. Yeah, I can't wait for that one, too. Hope all is well with you guys. And my question would be this. Since Sony acquired Bungie and their plan is to make at least 10 live service games, what franchises do you think Sony would try to revive as a live service? Predictions are okay. Uh, or since Bungie likes independence, would they be reluctant to make anything outside of their creative field to please their buyer? Um, yeah, I, I think with the Bungie thing, 
I mean, like, I know they're working on their own thing. I think one of the biggest reasons why Sony did this deal and was willing to be like, hey, Bungie, you have a little bit of freedom as far as where you put things, is it was more of going, hey, Bungie, you kind of built the roadmap for doing live as service games, and you also are like one of the best online gaming companies uh, in the history of gaming. Please come in so that we can take all your technology and knowledge to be able to take things like if you wanted to bring kill zone or uh, resistance, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other things that could go with maybe infamous uh, who knows. Right. And, and bring all those things in so they can start setting up those kinds of things. So those would be like my prediction of things I could see coming back. That would make sense in a live as service or games as service type thing. I, my first thought was resistance mm-hmm. and then I, then I initially thought kill zone could work too uh yeah and that's kind of where i left it then you started talking then i was like he's making great points i don't need to think anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh we are doing well by the way thank you for uh thank you for saying you hope all is well we also hope everything's good with you Juan. john do you have any games you think that no actually you were good you named what i what i had in my head so that's good stuff we we sometimes do that and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's something I like, to, like I'd like to say that you and I look up at the same sky every single night and think of each other. Is well, SOCOM would be great, but it's not a bungee game, right? Or or is that question that they're gonna just they think, acquired bungee well, and then they're also just gonna do ten? Live. I think they they yeah they acquired bungee. They they announced they're planning ten. Oh, dude, live as service. If 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 yeah. it's if it's not just bungee related, SOCOM a hundred percent for me. Could bring back uh, Mag as well if they wanted to get Mag was ahead of its time, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if there's one the you know dabble the toe in the PC market, that'd be a great game to get over there because mm-hmm. uh, you know they could handle that a little better maybe. But SOCOM was the jam back in the day for sure. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say Siphon Filter, but I don't know how that would be a live service. They'll find a way. <laughs> there's a way, bro. Speaking of a way, um, do you want to read the next one, John? Do I? I don't know if it's so much an email as as someone pointing out something to us. What, from Zapsplat? (laughs) No, not that one. The Harrison one. I was about to read that as a joke. Uh, What the heck is this? Yeah. Oh, he just wants to point out. Yeah, they're just pointing out what that that thing oh, says. Yeah. So Harrison wanted to point out to us, and uh, I don't know that we covered it. We might have mentioned it in passing, and somebody brought it up on Discord that uh, you can actually combine your PlayStation account with your Discord channel. So yeah. yay! So now they can even uh, join us in Discord via their Playstations. Oh, yep. John. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, there is a very important part to it. Yeah, message. we need to know where this was sent from, John. Oh, yeah, it was sent from my iPhones, 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 iPhone. Huh. That's legit. So that's, that's, that's uh, commitment. One, that's legit. Harrison, thank you so much. And it's kind of cool to see the little official, I guess, PlayStation logo now, which is the robot guy. I hope it works better than Xbox integration. It's like the only reason I had to disconnect it was like it would just show 
consistently, even though my console was off, right? That if I was online on Discord, it would be like, yep, Chris is playing NBA 2K22 or whatever. You know, it would take three days before I go, I guess he's not anymore. (laughs) So. Hi, we have a presence on social media as well. Uh, We always highlight Twitter. Of course, we're at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. And this was kind of a fun week. Uh, Back on the 1st, one of our homies at Mikado Corp um, posted a picture, right? And uh, this was legit, and I want to share it to you guys if you haven't seen it. Um, It's corn on the cob, right? Buttered all the way around. And then between the ridges... I'm sorry, I guess all over the thing, you put the butter all over the ridges and then you smother it with chili powder. A sprinkle of salt and pepper, 15 to 20 in the oven. Street and apparently corn. we're going to thank uh, Mikado Corp for that. Right, street corn. And, uh, I, and the only reason I bring it up is because I said, yo, I was very excited to see it. Mm. And then uh, I, we, it's important we do this right, guys. He said, thanks, my wife. Your wife. Taught me that one. It's been a Ooh. lifesaver. So if you want a snack... We did like it, so you can see that on um, our thing. So then we were mentioned by a few people. Okay, so Ben Hansen and at his Twitter is at Yozetti. Wanted to listen to a new video game podcast every week and wanted a recommendation. So we had a couple of folks recommend us, and I want to highlight those. Thank you so much. At Darth Mail, that's Darth Mail, like the mail, um, says this, Weekly Games Chat, at Weekly Games Chat, is very recommendable. You wouldn't find a group of friends, gamers coming across being less pretentious. I like that because he said pretentious, John, <laughs> and also gave us love. So thank you for that so much, Darth Mail. It didn't stop there. Um, at Link Awoke. You know, because Link Awakened, get it? Uh, these three are worth checking out, um, and those were Married to the Games, Weekly Games Chat, and Gamer Tag Radio. Nice. Thank you so much, Link Awoke. We appreciate that. And then, of course, our good friend at S10, Draven Kelly. Uh, Draven said, my go-to is at Weekly Games Chat. (laughs) Jesus Christ. At Weekly Games Chat. Great banter back and forth between the three hosts. And top-notch reviews. And they stream it on Twitch. Yeah, we do. Again, I told you in on the Twitterverse, thank you so much, uh, Draven. You're awesome. We appreciate you very much. Uh, I believe we also had a uh, direct message from at Matt Erickson. Uh, says, hey, guys, just me again, like always, loving the shows, the episodes. Still can't seem to get the schedule working to join you on Twitch. So there we go, guys. There's somebody who it's not us. They're trying to get their schedule right, I believe. Uh, you know, our timing may be a little off, but they want to see us on Twitch. Um, says he's trying. Looking forward to some dying light takes. So far, mm. Matt Erickson loves it, John. She does. Um, can't wait to hear all of our inputs. Uh, at this point, this was at uh, yesterday. It was 10 to 12 hours into it and feels the scratch. The surface hasn't even been scratched. Oh. Also, boys, wanted to remind us to stay healthy, and we are one week closer to Elden Ring. Woo, woo. There well, you go. Speaking of Elden Ring, I've got uh, while I was while we were recording this, and we still are recording this. Clarissa comes in and hands me uh, something in the mail, and it's a jury summons, huh. and it's for uh, the twenty eighth of this month. And I, 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 there's, there's no selection here 
that says I'm playing Elden Ring. <laughs> Just go in and start talking all the video game talk, and they're gonna be like, "This guy's a nutcase." <laughs> I'm uh, playing you know, Dying Light. I gotta play Horizons. I gotta there's zombies. Kirby. I gotta <laughs> kill. Aloy needs help, and apparently, I gotta go to Middle Earth, but not really. And it's gonna be hard. Okay, what? Uh. You know, we like to highlight any new followers we get and follow you back. And of course, I just mentioned Darth Mail showed us some love. So what we're going to do is follow you back. Thank you so much for that follow. Uh, it's weekly game chat on the Twitterverse. And then we pivot over uh, to the Discord community we have for weekly games chat. It's phenomenal. I got to be honest. I love you guys. I love seeing all the interactions, all the different groups. It's great. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We got some things. Uh, Puckhead, let us know. You know, we like to complain sometimes. Or actually, it was brought up to us. You guys remember this? We're, we only had like a one-star rating on like uh, Spotify. <laughs> uh, apparently, no one gets our shows from Spotify. If they do, they go F you rating. Aren't, well, we, pulling, aren't we pulling our show from Spotify? Uh, I don't know. That's going to be uh, that's funny because it's topical. Uh, but basically, Punkhead, let us know we have another star. It's great. We uh, replaced all the music on our Spotify streams with Neil Young songs. <laughs> uh, acid Sugar, you know, you know, we bring acid up a lot. Uh, wanted to coordinate a raid of our rating section, uh, and then I don't know how that turned out, but if but kudos for you trying to get that up and running. Uh, then we had something today from Tara who's reminding us about the Nintendo Direct on 2-9. So whenever you hear this, do the math. If it's not 5 p.m. Eastern, you're good to go. Uh, Tara also says, hearing one of the comments in Sean's stream, and for everyone else who didn't hear it, what are the Richards' favorite games of all time and why? It's a great question. I think that's something we're going to bring up again, right, guys? Are we going to do an episode maybe again to kind of do a revamp since those got thanos Yes, no, maybe. 400. We got a whole year. <laughs> Just think about it, guys. Whew. Maybe some new gems will come out, but yeah. And and you see right there, I'll highlight you. If you go into the email section of Discord, you know, I'll do my best to point it out and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. There okay. we are. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's You're, a thing. You can't just say Pointing. there. You can't Pointing. just say there we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 343 of Weekly Games Chat. Of course, thank you to everyone who stopped by twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat to see us. Uh, and make sure you let everybody know we do this. Hit that follow button if you haven't. Uh, if you want to send us an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter at Weekly Games Chat. And then, of course, come on into the Discord channel. We welcome you with open arms. Chris, John, I love you guys to death. You, uh, you know, you know that hearts in the chat for you guys. Wherever you find our podcast, please leave us a review. We appreciate it very much. I'll look at Chris. I'll look at John. I say this every week. Game on, boys. Game on, Sean. And game on, John. Game on, everybody. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>